Jesus is walking along the road, teaching his disciples as they go about the goal of his whole mission. He is to be betrayed, to be put to death, and to rise again on the third day. He has just come down from Mount Tabor where he underwent his transfiguration and where Peter, James and John witnessed his divine glory. On this journey, Jesus is now setting before them clear instruction on how things are going to turn out in the very near future. But their hearts and minds are on something else. He had made sure that the crowds did not know where they were going nor the route that they were taking, so that he could have their undivided attention, because what he had to teach them was so vitally important. But what does he find going on among them? As they're going along the road, arguments about who is the greatest. Here they are, after spending so much time, almost three years, in close collaboration with Christ, hearing and seeing all the wondrous things, and yet they seem to have learned so little from him. They're jostling among themselves for position, recognition and rank, and not for the first time either. The hearts of these disciples are so very different from the heart of their master. And if it can happen with the band of the apostles, who had such perfect and immediate contact contact with Christ, who opened his heart and mind to them, then it can certainly happen in our day also, in the church, in parishes, in prayer groups, within families. There can arise what the letter of St. James today calls jealousy and ambition, disharmony, wickedness, wars and battles. And I think we all know that these things and all the division they cause is wrong. But it can be so hard to not rub someone up the wrong way or to not feel put out by someone's words or behavior which we find hard to take or objectionable. And God help anyone who steps on our toes or inadvertently shines a little brighter than we do in the eyes of others. There can be so many little rivalries and petty jealousies that can infect even the tightest-knit family or group. And what is the solution to these things? Or what can be a wall against their arising in the first place? Jesus tells us to have a servant's heart. To have a servant's heart is vitally important and to have a servant's heart will mean we will arrive at the only true greatness, a greatness of soul which all heaven looks upon with admiration. And that servant's heart was first found in Christ himself who says elsewhere in the gospel, the Son of Man did not come to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. If anyone wants to be first, he must make himself last of all and servant of all, Jesus tells us. Those are nice words, great sentiments, and we can all nod our heads in agreement. 
However, putting those words into practice in our daily lives is quite the challenge. We all do admire someone who is willing to roll up his or her sleeves and serve others, often with little or no recognition or recompense. That's because we recognize in that attitude and behavior something very noble and Christ-like. And so, in the church, and in the family home, and even in the world of work, we admire leaders and people in authority who set themselves to serve the good of others as a real priority. And that is the kind of formation Jesus was trying to give the apostles. And taking our cue from what Jesus has to say about serving, it might be true to say that those who show themselves unwilling to serve prove themselves to be unworthy to lead.